Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, everybody. This is Father Craig Vosick, your host for Real Presence Live today, coming to you from the University of Mary, where we are preparing. We are preparing to welcome back a full segment of students. The entire university will be packed, and they will be within six inches of each other's faces, hopefully. And there will be no problem because the Lord has blessed us and Our Lady is preserving us. Now, we have a plan at the University of Mary to be full go. Uh, students in person. We have plenty of safety protocols in place. I don't know any of them, but uh, there's lots of smart people to do. And we're feeling really, really, really good here at the university. So we're putting on the finishing touches uh, as we prepare to welcome back our students here. So it's quiet today, but it's going to be busy and bustling in just a few days' time. Let us begin our time together with a prayer, and we will enter into Real Presence Life. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we turn to you with gratitude and thanksgiving, returning to you who is the principle and source of all things, who governs and sustain us, looking over us, seeing our futures, and bringing us with a healthy and helpful hand toward that. We thank you and we bless you. We ask for your blessing upon our time today. We ask that we would respond and return to you who is goodness itself. We ask for your blessing upon all those who would hear, who would tune in, who would listen, that they may be touched by the love of Jesus Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. We ask for the protection and provision of the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and we ask all things in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. During this show, which is two hours long, we will speak to a few people here at the beloved University of Mary. And we will also speak, um, and I think have a fairly tender and informative conversation about um, eating disorder um, and a real life um, sharing about that. And then also talking about a, a new retreat house that's been established that I'm kind of excited about, but uh, I won't be the main person speaking about it. It'd be a buddy of mine who's speaking about that. So that's the show. That's the two hours. It's going to go by quickly. This morning, we, I have been doing shows for months with nobody in studio. It's been like me and a picture of Jesus and then, um, I don't know, a radio or something like that. But I have someone in... Actually, you're not six feet away from me, Father. <laughs> No, I can't reach you. Okay. Father Dominic Bauck, the new chaplain for university ministry at the University of Mary, is with me this morning. We are welcoming him to campus. He arrived here the 1st or 2nd of July. So, Father, thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's been, great. It's been eerie a little bit out here with no students, but today is like doubly eerie because we're in a fog cloud right yeah, now. Yeah. Feels like right, you know, right, right by Marauder's Cove. It feels like we're on a pirate ship, kind of like lost at sea out here. <laughs> Just waiting for. To come upon people. There's going to be a ship that comes across. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We're overlooking the bluff. It could just be an ocean. You never know. You never know. That's fabulous. Yeah, so a little bit eerie. It's kind of been eerie all summer. Uh, just there's usually even outside of the, the school year, there's usually plenty going on, activities and camps and all these things. And, and you arrived here and it was just... Totally. 
It's very aromatical. <laughs> very peaceful. Very Benedictine, I guess, in a, in a monastic sort of way. Yeah, 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 exactly. So tell us a little bit about yourself um, for all of our listeners here. You've been on the show. You've, been, you've hosted some of the shows, whatever, but just give us a Yeah, so a I grew up youngest of seven kids in Dickinson, North Dakota. I lived there my whole life. I uh, went to Dickinson Catholic School, St. Wenceslas, the greatest grade school in the universe, and <laughs> Trinity High School. And then I... Is Trinity the greatest? <laughs> I no, you don't want to say of anything. Of course it is. All, the, all oh. of the dioceses of Catholic, Catholic dioceses of Bismarck schools are the greatest. <laughs> and uh, Fargo and Crookston and Sioux Falls and Rapid City. What's our viewership area? Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it goes. Around. It's Montana, <laughs> Montana and Wisconsin yeah. and Canada. All of them are <laughs> equally the greatest. Um, but then I... You know, I had uh, Bishop Vetter of Helena was my pastor. He was Father Vetter at the time. And I was dating a girl in high school, and I just kind of went and talked to him. I've been thinking about being a priest. I've also been thinking about, you know, continuing a relationship on with this girl. He's like, you got to try it. So I tried it. I entered uh, college seminary at St. John Vianney College Seminary, the greatest college seminary in the world, um, at the University of St. Thomas. And I, it was interesting. It was kind of a, it was a transition, but I just persevered through it. Went there four years and discerned a, a call to enter the Dominicans of the East Coast, where I spent a year in Cincinnati and three years in D.C. Then I felt the call back to Bismarck and immediately sent to Rome. <laughs> so I was like, I want to go back to Bismarck. Okay, go to Rome. So I was there for a couple of years, and you know, 10 years later of being in a bunch of different cities, I landed back in Bismarck, where I've been here for two years, at the Cathedral Parish and at St. Mary's High School, where I was the chaplain. And during COVID, I was... Uh, reassigned here which was hard because it was you know it wasn't it wasn't a natural transition at all we didn't get to go on our rome trip which is the traditional transition in and out for the chaplains we didn't get to go on our peru trip which is this thing uh you know service trip with the graduated seniors so it's been it's been actually quite difficult you know and especially being ordained i like the word like secular priest we don't use that that often but you know not that we should be worldly but that we're a priest for the the secular and we're a priest for the world right mm-hmm. you know we're not hermits we're priests to preach the gospel to people to serve the people's needs and a lot of these restrictions the past few months has just been like it's been difficult because you can't you know do your job more or less so you can obviously the spiritual things are always primary um so you're still offering mass still hearing confessions um but but not able to kind of evangelize in the way that you know I know that you and I would both like to be doing so right. that's been that's been difficult so i've been eagerly awaiting you know yeah. our, especially you mary we have such a late start you know uh mm-hmm. i was just yesterday at the uh, academy i was helping distribute communion our middle school mm. and uh they're all sitting there in their masks six feet apart in the gym so it was nice but it was nice to see school kids back in school yeah. wearing their uniforms uh at mass and then all day at the high school hearing confessions at a penance service so it was a good day our catholic mm. schools are up in Going five days a week, they're giving it their best shot, taking a lot of precautions, but, you know, really, you know, the, the great tagline, faith over fear, that they're, they're smart, but they're not, you know, cocky, and they're just, they're believing it, the importance of education. I feel yeah. so bad for these kids who, who don't have that structure in their life anymore, I for know. parents who, who don't have that structure for their kids in their life anymore. Right, so. right. But it was a beautiful day uh, to see our Catholic schools up and running. It's just a foretaste, I think, of what's going to happen. Uh, 
at you, Mary. Good. Soon. Great. Well, I want to come back to a number of the points you've already made with regard to transition difficulty and sort of a, and not a robbery of sorts, you know, of an experience for so many people, but the feeling is like I was robbed of something, mm-hmm. you know, during COVID. So I want to come back to all that uh, for yourself, but also for your ministry with the, with the high school and, and the university. Um, but I had a question about your vocation story. Actually, uh, when you sensed the call, so you went out, you were studying for the diocese, you went out to D.C., then you sensed a call, you experienced a call back to Bismarck. Was that call literally Father Vetter saying, get your ass back? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bishop Kagan did say, as I was leaving, he said, you can always come back. And that actually is, is nice to hear. Was that, yeah. Well, yeah. When he says something, he meant it. So yeah, <laughs> but, right. But, and he stayed true to his word. <laughs> That's great. Bishop Vetter, he's so great. All right. So we've, we've heard a little bit of Father Bauk, uh where he's coming from, the family that he is coming from, the, the diocese that he's coming from, and um, just the experience, some of the basic experiences that he's coming from. But we want to get into a number of other things with you, Father, today. Uh, so this appointment, uh, we'll come back to kind of the transition and leaving uh, the high school and different things, but just the appointment itself uh, to become chaplain at the University of Mary, uh, uh, the director of university ministry, uh, it comes with a lot. <laughs> comes with probably more tasks than a normal parish priest has <laughs> as a pastor. I've been watching it. I was a pastor for four and a half years and then coming here and then just watching Father Shea in that mm-hmm. position. I'm like, dude, that's serious administrative load. It felt like to me anyway. Yeah. I wasn't in it, but um, you haven't experienced maybe the full brunt of it, but you've been introduced right, to right. all of it. But anyway, the news of the uh, the appointment, what uh, was it? Uh, it was good. It was bad. It was bittersweet, yeah. <laughs> probably. Bittersweet, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um it was great. And I, one thing in my biographical info I didn't mention, Monsignor Shea was my teacher at Trinity High School mm. the senior year that I was there. And that, he just brought a whole new world of everything Catholic into it, you know, mm. and food too, you know, so like different <laughs> right. pasta and stuff too, uh, on the, the prairies of the western edge uh, of North Dakota. But so, you know, the fact that of what he's done here since he's been named president past 10 years is, you know, the bishop called me into his office and he said, I'm naming you the chaplain of the University of Mary. And I had no idea why I was in the bishop's office that morning. So it was just kind oh. of a, and uh, so it was, it was a shock. I thought I'd be at the high school a little longer, but that's, you know, their promise of obedience. But I was very, I was very excited to, to come out here. And I, I know I, it's been on, it's like on layaway or whatever. Like I'm just waiting mm-hmm. for the students to get here. But right. the, the people I've met out here are very, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of energy around Catholic education out here, you know, mm-hmm. and he, Monsignor Shea at the top, uh, you know, sets the tone, and then, you know, the, the faculty and staff here just, I think everyone's in the same boat of just, like, being really excited, mm-hmm. ready to go, waiting for students to come back, and mm-hmm. I think it's been, you know, this great hardship uh, this summer, because I've been out here during summer just for this and that, and it's a very, you know, hundreds of focused mm-hmm. missionaries, mm-hmm. hundreds of students, mm-hmm. all sorts of programs and conventions. Mm-hmm. It's a buzzing place. And, mm-hmm. and summer in North Dakota, believe it or not. Is there summer in North Dakota? <laughs> yes, there's summer in North Dakota. The summer in North Dakota is like I was on a pontoon. Yeah, exactly. I was on a pontoon <laughs> yeah. last night from 6 until 8.30 going up and down the river, and it was 85 and sunny. Beautiful. I had a beer. This week's I was going to be all 70s. Yeah, I know. incredible. No, so, yeah, summer out here, it's just a magical time. The it grass really is green is. and the sun's shining. And yeah. So yeah, it's 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 been it's been good, but I'm just the, the best is yet to come. You know? I feel like we should rearrange our school year so that it uh, so that they go home on Christmas, like the Christmas semester they're at home. Yeah, exactly. Like, Get out of here! It's a desolate <laughs> right. wasteland. No, it's not a desolate wasteland. It's 70 degrees inside. It's 70 degrees inside all all winter long. But um, where there was something that you mentioned here that I wanted to come back to. Oh, I think 
I was at, I think we've discussed this before, but I was at a meal. They have the gathering of the, the priests every Tuesday or whatever day it is at the bishop's house. And we're sitting at the table. And Bishop Kagan says, Dominic, I've got a little change for you. I've got a change in your assignment. Come, And I thought it was a, I just thought he was playing with you. It seemed like you two were playful back and forth and all these different things. And uh, I think that's what he was introducing I you to. I guess so. <laughs> in retrospect. And the first thing you said when he said, I've got a little change for you. He said, D- you said, don't take away the high school. You can change whatever you want. Don't take away the high school. <laughs> well. And he took away the high school. Say la vie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to talk. Well, maybe we'll talk about that now. We still have a couple minutes to our break. Um, you loved your time at St. Mary's High School. You were how, how many? You were there for one year? Two, two years. years. Two years. And your role was chaplain? Chaplain and teacher. Chaplain and teacher. So you loved your two years there and were hoping for more. Well, I, I wouldn't say hoping for more exactly. Okay. Just op- open to more. Um, and one of the cool things, too, is that, you know, there's a lot of the students I taught that are up here mm. at the University of Mary. Um, and so I'll get a kind of, I think at graduation, I told them, I'll see you in college. <laughs> or like, I'm going to college, something like that. It's kind of funny. It's like, it's like a rebirth of life. I'm, I'm in high school, now I'm going to college. And I think I'll be assigned to a seminary at some point, you know. So just to com- complete my reliving life from the other end. I think, you know, I'm very much, I am like a man of a Catholic institution, I guess. I don't know. It's just my whole life has been spent in like institutional living. So um, That is remarkable. Yeah, to see the kids, you know, grow. And and, and the one thing, you know, I'm excited about, especially for college campus ministry is, you know, in high school, I just noticed and from years gone by and chaplains gone by and stuff like that and conversations and seeing them as they, as they mature. You say you, you you can do a lot for them at the high school level, but there's this like, you know, warp zone when when all of a sudden they move out of the house and go to college, the, their whole brains get rearranged, and it, the the best sort of in terms of fa- pra- practice of the faith, uh, the best sort of students in high school can can really experience a major drop off in in practice of the faith once they get to college. So it's nice to be on the other end of that that warp zone that you can kind of like encourage them in the faith on the other side because. You know, University of Mary is a very uh, solid campus, but, you know, even Father Shea, my predecessor, uh, you know, he, he kind of formed this, this spirit of what campus ministry is all about out here, university ministry. And it's looking for that lost sheep, you know, that, that sheep that's kind of decided to wander away, yep. you know. And, and sometimes you can say, like, oh, the chapel's full, the, this is full, that's full. Right. But what you, like, you can't, as, as priests, we can never like, pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, we did it, we figured it out, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's like, no, there's a ton of people out there who right. are struggling who are yeah. wandering away who are yeah. giving up on life yeah. and that's going to be you know our job this year so much is to <laughs> just be aware of you know mental health spiritual health um it, it's a it's been a hard time for a lot of people including myself yeah. and yeah. so yeah. That, yeah i think the gift of the, the the suffering you know uh is just to have a greater awareness of how other people are suffering you know yeah. Let's enter into that a little bit more. We'll take a quick break here. Uh, we're talking with Father Dominic Bauck, the new chaplain of the University of Mary. Uh, we'll take a, a short break. We'll come back. We'll continue the conversation. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. The world is changing fast and needs problem solvers and critical thinkers. Right here in your backyard, Mount Marty believes every student has the potential to serve the world and make a difference. 
we will help you obtain a degree that prepares you for success by exploring your talents and passion. Our community goes above and beyond to help each student feel at home, surrounded by love and support. We can't wait for you to see what's possible. And we hope the future brings you here, close to home at mountmarty.edu. It's a great time to spring into summer at Riverview Senior Living Community in Fargo. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. We are currently accepting new independent and assisted living residents. Riverview provides a safe, comfortable place to live with a small town Main Street feel with home-cooked food, a la carte care services, daily activities, and mass five days a week. You can contact Marin or Katie to find out about all that Riverview has to offer at 701-237-4700 or at homeishere.org. Have you ever worried about someone's salvation, especially one who died by suicide? I'm Father Chris Alar. Sometimes the state of their soul seems to cause us fear for their eternal fate. They die in what seems to be a hopeless state of sin and unrepentance. However, Jesus says in 1698 of the Diary of St. Faustina that what looks hopeless to us is in fact not so. He says that many times the soul illuminated by a ray of his final grace turns to him in the last moment to receive complete forgiveness of all sin and punishment, although we see no external signs of this. Wow! We can see why Jesus said that divine mercy is mankind's last hope of salvation. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. This is Father Dominic Bauck, the new host. Of Real Presence Live. There's been a mutiny at Marauder's Cove. I've taken over. Uh, Father Vasek is panting in the corner after the sword fight that we had. But uh, actually, I just had a question for him, an honest question. Um, about. Oh, boy. We, we announced, unfortunately, due to the conference, the athletic conference, yeah. shutting down uh, athletics for the semester, Mary is pretty much kind of forced into a position uh, to... Uh, cancel its, its athletics until December 31st, I right, believe. And, right. and Father Vasek, I, I know from a lot of personal uh, testimony from other students who have been out here in the athletics program, how great a job he's done uh, ministering especially to those athletes, a lot of those athletes who don't share the Catholic faith, who don't necessarily come from a faith background, who aren't necessarily here at the University of Mary for its Catholic identity. They're right. here primarily to get, get an education and play sports. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, they are not going to have sports. So, kind of, uh, I, I just thought of as we were talking about the suffering of, of the students that are out here. How yeah. do you, Father Vasek, plan on ministering to these people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, uh, that began in March <clears throat> because we had we had all of our. It was the end of our winter sports season, the beginning of our spring sports season in various places. We had a, a hockey team that was in its second year. The first year would have gone to the national championship, but they were, weren't qualified because they were in their first year, so they couldn't go. Second year, they were even better than their first year, and now we're on to a national championship run, and it got clipped in a, in a weekend. It's like, we're going to have this tournament. No, we're not going to have this tournament. So these guys 
lost that. We had uh, track and field people that had just won their conference championship. We're going to the national championships in, in track and field down in Alabama. We had wrestlers who were going to, they had already been named All-American and were going to the national championship. We had uh, swimmers who had gone to the, the regional and had competed so well that they're going to the national championship. I mean, we have these people moving. There might be other ones. I'm sorry if I missed anybody, but they were, oh, they were going towards maybe as seniors. So especially think as a senior, uh, going towards a, a run for a national championship type of feel. And in, in a weekend, it's just done. And then uh, are we going to reschedule? No. Well, can I come back next year? Probably not. Mm. <laughs> it was, it was, I was just about to cry now yeah, still. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it, and like, it's not the same as people's livelihood and, and people that are suffering and, and poor people in the streets. I mean, this is it's like totally a different thing, but like for where they are in their life, this right. is everything for that, them, for there. You know, it's, it's, it's incredibly agonizing and uh, distressing and painful. Um, and so, so all of that was just already there in March. And so we've already been in that, working with uh, our coaches and our trainers and our, and our athletes uh, on that front, giving them, and so possibly falsely, but trying our best, giving them hope for the future, right? Saying, hey, we're going to make it through this. We're going to come back, you know, when they allow us to compete again, you know, then we'll do it again. And then so when the summer comes, we're saying, you know, we're hoping for the fall. And so all of these athletes, we're trying, to, we're trying to process their pain by saying, well, buoy that with some hope for the fall. And now, last week, yeah. that buoy came out. So all this sort of delayed bitterness or resentment or just being pissed or just <laughs> like the whole thing, it's just, it's all open now. It's all on the table, right? So it's, uh, it's, it's incredibly difficult. And these athletes, because they've been told for their entire life, be strong, be resilient, you yeah. can make it, you can yeah. do this. They, they feel like they're not supposed to ask for help. They feel like they're supposed to be able to make it. They're supposed to be able to lean on their own strength rather than someone else. So I wrote a pastoral letter to everybody oh, nice. uh, saying, hey, to be an athlete, to be a star, to be excellent, to be great, doesn't mean trying to do it on your own. And in this time, to be great means leaning on your coaches, leaning on your trainers, leaning on your academic advisors, leaning on your chaplain, leaning on everybody around you so that we can commiserate and mm -hmm. process together so that we might be stronger right. uh, going forward. You know? Yeah. We got to cry. We have to yell. We have to right. state our frustration. You know? So this is, um, that's where we are. So we, I think, are we prepared for it? Absolutely not. Uh, but we, we, it started in March. And yeah, so yeah. It's, uh, it's been going. Anyway, this this isn't supposed to be an interview with me. I'm interviewing you. I was interested. You. Look how I'm good taking, a job I did. I'm taking the shit back over. <laughs> this is Father Vasek who's interviewing Father Bauk, not Father Bauk interviewing Father Vasek. We are on Real Presence Live, and he's the new chaplain for our university ministry. He's just transitioned here from, uh, from St. Mary's High School and now is our new chaplain. And I want to talk about the transition. So... Uh, a junior and a senior in high school, you were with them for two years. Uh, they have, some of them are level-headed and thinking right thoughts sure. about the future, about college, about everything. Other, some of them are completely outlandish and, and ridiculous. <laughs> they don't have a clue. Yeah. And it's going to be a shock when they get somewhere, right? right. So you, you, I would imagine, walked with them and maybe tried to bring some reason to those who are irrational or some hope to those who are, whatever, you know, yeah, you're yeah. bringing what you can to those that need it. But now, because you've been walking with them for a couple of years... And now coming as a chaplain at the university, you, I would imagine, and please speak into this, 
that you understand what's happening as people are transitioning from that high school to that college domain. So what, I mean, like what, what are they thinking? What are they hoping for? Like what's going on in their brains? <laughs> or in their hearts, or entering in their minds, entering, entering the high school brain is, you know, it's a <laughs> lifelong task. It's a combination of things, you know. So the, being in high school is the best because it's like sometimes they really impress you with what they say, and that you're just like, wow, that was really profound. That was really mature. And sometimes the things they say is like, how could that have like made it through the, you know, the the vetting process of your brain and out into your lips? <laughs> and of course, there's not much of a vetting process at that point. Right. So I was just like, well, their frontal lobes aren't formed yet. You know, right. they still got some time. But no, I, I love being with those, those kids. There's there's a fun uh, of just being in high school, especially every being there every day. You know, five days a week, every, same period every day, going to their sporting events. Da 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 da. So the, the the downside of high school is it can sometimes feel to them. You know, you're at your twilight years of being subservient to your parents. You know, you're living at home. You're an adult, you know, for all intents and purposes, but you're not treated like one. You're still treated like a kid. Yep. Same, I, I have this whole, I could, is this an eight-hour show? Yeah, okay. Well, give so, us the eight-second yeah. version. <laughs> but, other, you know, back in, way back in the day, you know, you get married at 18 or whatever. You have a job. You have the job that you're going to for the rest of your life. You're probably going to grow up in the same town that you grew up in. But the problem is, like, as a 12th grader, as an 18-year-old 12th grader, you're living, your day-to-day is almost identical to what it was as a third grader. You wake up in the morning, you go to school all day, you're done, you may play sports, which don't have any sort of, like, ultimate significance. There's something that we do to develop traits. But when you're, like, chopping wood all day and, like, working at a blacksmith shop, like, you're, you're developing those skills because you need to feed your family as opposed to, like, this is what I choose to do to express myself and to, to you know, accomplish my personal goals. So the, as, in the old days where, you know, even in the 1950s or 18-year-olds were dying on the beaches of Normandy, you know, there's, there's a frustration that enters the, the modern adolescent who isn't able to exercise their freedom. And so that, that pent-up desire to, to do something important, to do something great, to have ideals that they strive for it is kind of given vent then in college to just like, I'm going to express myself, do whatever I want. No holds barred. And it's supported by hundreds of thousands of dollars of loans, which is another topic of like, you know, most people who have to get a loan have to have collateral and like some hope of ever paying it off. But you, you get an 18 year old person with no credit history who can get $200,000 of loans with no oversight whatsoever, you know? Mm. And so they're on a bankrolled experience, whether it's by their parents or by, you know, a, a bank or the federal yeah. government or whatever, four years of potential just, like, meaninglessness where yeah. all it is is about self-expression and, and liberty, you know, not the true sense of freedom, but yeah. the license, the ability to choose. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the, hopefully figure that out over the course of the years. I think you're more versed in the college world, but I'm sure they, they, you know, the good ones kind of express themselves a little bit rebelliously maybe the first couple of years, and then by the time they're seniors, they're like, well, I have to get a job at some point, you know, and they start mm-hmm. working towards that. And so I think, you know, at, at the college level, just trying to help these students, what I've seen in the students that I've taught, you know, just trying to help them to, just to, to be able to, you know, like the St. Paul or St. John Paul, uh, version of freedom, you know, the Catholic version of freedom to, to freedom for freedom for good. So you have more opportunity in college, but you know, you have more responsibility to, to do the things that you know that are important. Obviously like just the real basic stuff, like, you know, brushing your teeth, you know, like going to bed at a re- somewhat reasonable hour, um, 
But then the, then the, the next stop of uh, Father Vasek shaking his head. No, it's, it's, amazing. it's amazing what happens here. It's like, wow. Right. Uh, and, you know, going to, going to Mass on Sunday, going to confession regularly. Because even at the, the high school kids, they tell, they, they tell me and the other chaplains when they graduate, it was hard because at the high school you have scheduled penance services. You know, tell them as seniors, but you don't learn it until you experience it. That, no, I have to, I have to make a choice. I have to make a choice of what I'm going to do. And so what I would tell them, you have to have three things to, to keep your faith on campus. You have to have the desire to do it. Okay, if you don't have the desire to do it, you're not going to do it. Yep. But then you have to have like a concrete plan. Like, I'm going to go to Mass every Sunday. I'm going to go to confession when I need it, or at least like once every couple of months. Yep. And then you have to have friends. You have to have relationships that support that. Because you can't, I've seen so many people that, with good intentions go to college saying, oh, of course I'm going, to, I'm going to be Catholic. I've always been Catholic. How could I not be Catholic? And they get there after two years and they're like, yeah, I just kind of didn't do that anymore and it's not like this hardcore intellectual stance of like i reject the faith because of these propositions blah 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 you know it's more of just like a yeah no i just right and so to, to really fight against that of being like no you have to have people to we know that in the priesthood we're not priests on our own we have to be yeah. brothers for each other and support right. you. as priests we're catholic priests and we yeah. need that how could a yeah. college student not need uh, friends that support them in that. And, and at the very least, if they don't have a lot of friends that match the desire to practice the Catholic faith, that they would at least have friends who support them in their desire to practice the Catholic faith. But mm -hmm. ideally, you have to have someone out there who's really supporting you uh, in your, your choice to follow God. You know, because you'll find a lot of friends that support you in your choice to, to not follow God. And, of course, those people probably in the end maybe aren't the best right. friends in the, in the deepest sense. You know? Right. Father, we've come to the end of our time. It's so short. I know. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. You're We're a great so host. I'm sorry for my sins. <laughs> You're absolved. <laughs> yes. But don't take over my show again. Yeah, all right. Everybody, Deal. this is Father Dominic Bauk with us. We're coming to the end of our time. He's been visiting with us about the uh, moving in at the University of Mary, transitioning during this time into a new position as Director of University Ministry. So, Father, we're so glad that you're here. We look forward to your time and the great fruits that the Lord's going to bring about. So, again, thanks for being with us. Thank you, Father Vasek. Loved it. Great. Up next, everybody, we all fight different battles, but don't get discouraged in your struggle for sanctity. Stay tuned and be inspired by the story of how one woman is battling her eating disorder with great faith. That's next on Real Presence Live. Stay with us.